Yeah, yeah, I was meant to the big topics. All right. You all ready? I'm ready to roll. All right. Hello, world. I'm Matt Gondner. And I'm Luke Safner. And this is America's Sweethearts Podcast, episode one, hopefully our first of many. Uh, what we want to do here is just open a dialogue with people our age about sports, politics, current events, and just about anything under the sun. Uh, we like to keep it fun and light, but we do, especially in today's day and age, I think it's important that kids our age start having uncomfortable conversations and getting comfortable with them. Yeah, this is a, probably a great time to start a podcast because there's so much to talk about in the world. Lots of current events. 2020 has been a crazy year. With uh, start off with coronavirus, uh, the killer hornets, which I totally missed, but that happened. They, yeah, they, um, they were fast. <laughs> there was uh, the you know the tragic murder of George Floyd, uh, all the protests and riots that followed. Um, it's an election year, so lots of crazy stuff. Not too many sports to talk about, but we'll cover hopefully it. they're coming back. Some hopefully we'll cover that soon. Yeah, uh, we got Nico over here. He's our assistant. Nico <laughs> is our his assistant, Mr. Hammer. <laughs> Nico's our research guy, so hopefully he'll be doing a good job. Yeah, I do not know why he has a hammer, but <laughs> yeah, he has a hammer. I'm mildly concerned with the hammer. All right, so okay. as of 2020, I'd say. As we mentioned, a crazy year. Let's start off talking about what kicked it all off. I'd say it was coronavirus. Yep, that was definitely the first kicker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, actually, one of the first. I don't want to talk too yeah. much about coronavirus. Kobe. Um, yeah, that too. Yeah, that was the first one. Kobe was the first one. That was tragic. Kobe comes next. Twenty twenty sucks so far. Yeah, but we'll cover it all. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, coronavirus. We're not going to talk too much about it because I'm sure, like. All of us, you're probably tired of hearing about it 24-7 for like the past three, four months. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, like Matt said, we've been on lockdown for, it's been over two months. Started on March 23rd in most states. Um, we're here in Pennsylvania, so we're going to give you the Pennsylvania stats. Um, if you have an interest for other United States stats or worldwide stats, uh, shoot us an email and we'll cover it in some of our next episodes. Um, but some of the immediate effects were brutal. Uh, within a month of the lockdown beginning, the unemployment rate in Pennsylvania tripled from, almost tripled, from 5.8 to 15.1. That's over a million more people lost their jobs and livelihoods in just one month. Um, but at the time, we didn't know anything about the virus. All we knew is that people were dying and it was spreading like wildfire. Yeah, so that's the question. Well, just two, I think there's two main questions that we should answer about coronavirus at this point is, how, one, how dangerous is it actually? That was the stats to support that? And then two, was the government reactions, the shutdown wasn't justified to the virus? So that's, I think that's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. And like you mentioned, the quarantine, the shutdown, it had tragic events. Like look at the unemployment rate, uh, the economy just totally, the you stock know, market tank, yeah. Crashed. But um, now, would you say at the beginning of, uh, of the whole corona pandemic, was it justified lockdown? I understand why it happened. Um, we're just with so many unknowns surrounding this new novel virus. Um, I understand the precautions that have been taken to flatten the curve. Uh, what I don't agree with is to the extent at which they have been taken. Yep. Um, because at some point, the cure can't do more damage, yep. or the treatment can't do more damage than the disease. That's a good point, because people will get quarantined like a medication, almost. You know, what do you mean? like people like quarantine is some some doctors will view it as a medication, like they're using it to 
kind of not get rid of the virus but protect you from the virus, but too much of a medication can hurt you. Too much of quarantine can hurt you in that sense. That makes sense. But uh, so I think I think it was justified in the beginning uh, for these reasons because we we had no information about the virus. We know that it, we saw what it did to other countries like China, um, Iran, uh, Italy, really bad there, and we, we saw the numbers and we knew that it was really bad. And on top of all of that, we saw that young and healthy people were getting sick from it, hospitals being overrun, as well as like, so the studies that came out of America, we had, uh, there was two, or there was uh, multiple like major models from uh, John Hopkins Hospital and a Harvard professor. Yeah. and. It estimated that 40 to 70 percent of Americans would end up coming into contact with the disease and actually getting infected from it, and yeah. five to 10 percent of those people would die, which comes out as an estimated three million American citizens dying from coronavirus. So, from all of that, I believe that it was justified in the beginning because we didn't know what we were dealing with. Yeah, I agree. And at this point in time, we've had just over two million people have been confirmed and mm -hmm. tested positive. Uh, for the coronavirus and according to the cdc over 110,000 have died from it uh, or died with it mm -hmm. that is a very important distinction that the cdc notes that all counts are death with covid not necessarily death by covid which means if someone uh, gets hit by a car and they're in the hospital they have internal bleeding uh, they pass away tragically from that accident and they have covid in their system that's listed as a covid death so that shows like the numbers of the deaths. They might be slightly embellished, hopefully not significantly. Well, we don't we don't assume significantly, but it might be slightly embellished. Like you mentioned, if you die with coronavirus, it's marked as a COVID death. Also, the CDC allows so if there's um people who die of pneumonia, they allow the CDC allows hospitals to presume the death as like as a COVID death. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Um, some of it is political, which I think is wrong to say the least. Um, the other reasons are hospitals are getting a substantially larger government um, loans, like money, loans. Yeah. The government support if they have more COVID deaths um, because of the national emergency, which for those reasons, some I think as, as much as 25% of the COVID deaths that have been listed as COVID haven't been tested at all. They've just been assumed to be COVID deaths. And that's that's an important thing you bring up is the actual numbers. You mentioned 110,000 deaths, correct, yeah. from COVID? Yeah. And that's probably, that, with that CDC numbers, as of, we're filming this on June 19th. Yes. So it would probably increase, you know, later on. But that's significantly far off. Assuming all of them are true, you know, they're not inflated. Assuming that, it's still significantly off from the 3 million predicted from the original models. Uh, and the effects of the lockdowns, like we said, as how they may be more damaging to both the economy and people's personal health than uh, at this point than COVID could have been. Uh, we see that with the emergency, the federal emergency mental distress hotline, which has seen over a thousand percent increase in use, which means 10 times as many people have texted or called this emergency distress hotline this past April than the April of last year. Um, suicide rates have also climbed as a result from the lockdown, um, none of which are good. See, quarantine, quarantine creates isolation and loneliness, which are key factors in mental issues like anxiety and depression, you know, which cause uh, suicide and you know, mental problems. 
and th those are known as deaths of despair, which is, uh, so it's not, it's, that includes suicide, uh, alcohol um, deaths, alcohol-related deaths, and drug overdoses. And it really, like you said, it affects the mind psychologically. Like you mentioned all those stats about the suicides. Deaths of despair, I believe, yeah, May 11th, the statistics from May 11th, so I'm sure it's increased, 75,000 deaths of despair were recorded. So, I mean, almost as many deaths from despair as deaths from COVID. That's not to say they're all from the quarantine, but no, no doubt it's significantly affected yeah. it. Um, there are studies that out of Stanford, uh, USC, Southern California, and Yale that studied antibodies in a county in Northern California that suggested that infection rates could be as high as 55 to 85 times higher than what was originally confirmed. So of that 2 million that we already have confirmed, it is very possible, according to these studies, that 110 million to 190 million people have contracted coronavirus. Which would put the fatality rate. Well, let's talk about the fatality rate. That would put it much lower than what it is now. And so assuming that 110 people, 110,000 people did pass from COVID, mm -hmm. that would put the mortality rate at about 0.1% rather than the rather than the about 5% that's yeah, sitting at right now. It's at 0.5%. And it was actually an original model was from John Hopkins and the Harvard professor. It was projected to be 5 to 10%, which is 20, 30 times more deadly than the flu. And like right now it's 0.5%, which is four times more deadly than the flu, which is still relatively high. But as you mentioned, more people probably have been infected, infected and they just don't know it, which would put you know yeah. the fatality rate lower. In which the CDC comes out with new information almost daily about whether or not asymptomatic people are contagious or they aren't, or they count as COVID or they have something else, or it's a, it's a mess. So because of this, there's, I believe, there's no reason to continue the lockdown. So I understand why they started, but at this point, people need to get back to their livelihoods. They need to be back to working to be able to put food on the table for their families to reduce those deaths of despair and build immunity to this virus because it does not do well in the sun it does not do well in the heat and yeah it's the vitamin d uh deficiency uh people aren't getting enough of that uh there's uh your immune system that's like very important part it's gonna be clean but whenever you're this hardcore clean you're gonna kill especially young children's immune systems which is so important to develop yeah. but let's talk about like you said the deaths the numbers may have been embellished but let's look at the actual deaths so 50% of the deaths have come from nursing homes, most of which from New York, New Jersey, you can thank Governor Cuomo for that, but 50% of the deaths from nursing homes. And a majority of the deaths are from people over the age of seven years old. Yes, an interesting, thing, an interesting statistic from the CDC is that the average age of someone who dies from COVID is actually three years older than the average life expectancy in the United States, which goes to show that your average healthy person between the ages of zero and 75 is more likely to beat the virus by an incredible amount than the virus is to beat them. You have, yeah, you have a 99.5% of those people who are, who are infected with the disease, they either don't know they're even infected or they know and they live through it. Yeah. So um, there's this one, there's this one doctor, um, I'm going to say his name, I hope I don't butcher it, Afshin Imrani. Uh, I probably did, but he, um, I'll put his name up so, so you guys can uh, look it up, but he projects a new death total um, 
from the data that we now have and the information we now have uh, to be between 150 to 250,000, which you know, that's, you know, that's tragic, that's a lot bad, of deaths, but, but not close to 3 million. Yeah. So, you got anything else on COVID? Well, I, I think we should talk more about the, the shutdown. That, I guess that answers the first yeah. question, how dangerous is it actually, but for the shutdown, like I said, it was justified, and I, I think it was justified up until the point we needed to do three things. We needed to figure it out, and we needed to identify the people it affected the most, which we infected the most, which we know people over the age of what, 70, 75. conditions and elderly. Yeah, and we needed to find the curve, which we all did very fast. And yet, Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania and, you know, lots of other states have still remained shut down for a long period of time. The good news in Pennsylvania is the Pennsylvania Supreme Court voted almost unanimously to overturn the extension of the lockdown, which Governor Wolf is appealing past the state Supreme Court. And it's a, it's a good thing, for real. But now knowing what we do now, you, you still go outside in public, you see these people act, you know, still act scared, even though yeah. we know what the true statistics are. But I want to say it's okay to act scared. They have the right to act scared. They have the right to be worried, especially if you have a pre-existing condition yeah. or you are an elderly person. Yeah, but a lot of these, a lot of these statistics aren't being shown. Yeah, and you have to be informed. Uh, you have to be informed on what the actual statistics are. Most of the statistics that are just being shown is the United States death toll passes one hundred and ten thousand, which again is a tragic statistic. But out of three hundred and forty million people. 110,000 is a bad flu season. Yeah, so a lot of these people aren't informed, but like I said, you, you, they have the right to act. They have the right to act that way. Like you'll see people wearing masks in their car or dressing like beekeepers, or maybe they'll be locked down in their house for, you know, they, they haven't left since quarantine started. That's okay. And you have the right to yeah, do that. But you're you're the, you have the freedom to do that. One thing is just don't let, don't make me do that. Me being somebody who knows the risk and, you know, still wanting to take the risk, you know? And, the American people were built on being able, the freedom to be able to roll the dice. Yep. Say, I'm going to bet on myself. <coughs> I'm going to make this work. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But I'm going to do my best to make this work. Yeah, and so people will say, well, you're putting me at risk if you're not listening to that. Then stay away from me. That sounds mean to say. If, if you go to a store and the policy is you don't have to wear a mask, then don't go to a store. Especially if you're somebody with underlying health conditions, then I understand don't go to the store. But if you're somebody who's probably a young, healthy person, you're still scared, don't don't complain. Don't make other people do it. And I'm sure if you have underlying conditions that there are people that care about you. You have friends, you have neighbors, you have family that are able to do those things like go to the store for you, uh, that are willing to pick up your laundry for you from the dry cleaners or do those things that you as someone who is at a greater risk wouldn't normally do under these circumstances. Yeah, and uh, all right, for... I have a friend who's going to Florida. They're probably already there now, but last week I was talking to them because um, I went to Florida last year and I told them that they should, her and her family should go to this one restaurant. It's called Luna Restaurant in Florida. Uh, it's in Venice. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, this is an awesome like little Italian restaurant. There's like sports pictures all over the wall on the ceiling. And uh, so I recommended it to her and we, we went on to the, the website. It was uh, the TripAdvisor website. And it got like four out of five stars. You know, it's a good restaurant, well liked. And we're looking at all the pictures and the food, and we come across this. Uh, well, we're reading all the comments. We come yeah. across this one comment, and I'm gonna read it real fast. It says it's titled "No Mask." It's a uh, one star. It says the staff refuses to wear masks, thus threatening the well-being of their patrons. Upon like five exclamation points, 
I called the owner to express my concerns and all she had to say was, it's not required, five exclamation points. It's people like that, that have no reason to post that. Like if you're scared, then don't go. Yeah. And the, so the staff responded a week later, um, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, I'm gonna summarize because it's long, but she says, you know, she's an employee at Luna. Um, they're following all the Florida guidelines, all the CDC guidelines. They're keeping people six feet apart. Uh, they sit about 50% of the capacity in the restaurant. Um, she says, so please stop slandering us if you don't feel safe. Then you should not come for dinner until you do. And she's exactly right. That's a very fair point because I'm yet to see someone eat dinner with a mask on. Yeah. I, mean, I would love to see it. I think it'd be very entertaining. But your average person will not be eating with a mask. If, if you're, like she said, if you're scared, then don't go. There's no reason to leave a, a little petty comment that slanders the business. It literally says no mask. You know that coming in. There's no need for that. If you're scared, don't go. But don't. Don't try to ruin somebody's business for because you're being scared. It's, it's people like that. You have to be. This guy probably doesn't even know the true fatality rate. It's 0.5 percent. You know, if he does have underlying health conditions, still don't slander the business. It says no mask. Don't say anything. Just don't go to it. I think a big thing that's lost in today's society is personal responsibility. I'm responsible for me and me alone. Mm -hmm. You're responsible for you and you alone, or your family. Yeah, I'm responsible for me and I'm. The people that I have to take care of. You're responsible for you and the people that you have to take care of. Yeah, so it's personal responsibility, like you said, and then the government kind of interferes with that. Yeah. And I don't think that's the government's place. But you know what's crazy? What? COVID doesn't affect protests. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's like, so if it, there's a protest over there, COVID's not going to go because COVID respects that. But, and so the government allows that, which you have the right to protest. But I was making a joke. No, no, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't say that. Right. Like, I'm right to protest. It seems like Corona doesn't apply to that. But it's weird. It's because it's like, who really, who is the government to tell you that you can't work, that you can't, you know, go, go to vacation, you can't go to concerts, to parties, that you can't live your life? Who are they yeah. to tell you that? It's ridiculous. For They'll say it's for your safety, but it's, that's not their... That's the not government their rarely has the interests of the people in mind. Yeah, but that's a topic for another time. I could go on for hours about how much I don't. Yeah, but don't tell us this is for our safety because that's that's not their place. You know, their job is to inform us on the risk and dangers of the disease and and us make the decision exactly how we want to handle it. They could offer us safety options that we could take, but don't force that upon us. Yeah, yeah, it's important for people to evaluate the risk. Yeah. And I like that Ben Franklin quote that you have. You want to read? I want to read. Yeah. So cap off this COVID talk. There's this quote that fits this situation perfectly. It's by uh, Benjamin Franklin. He says, they that can give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And that's like spot on what's going on here. Because during the lockdown, the government took away financial security and basically our livelihood for our safety. That's too much power for the government. For a temporary safety from a disease that doesn't seem to have the insane mortality rates that it was projected to have at the beginning. So, but those that give up their freedom for security will have neither. Exactly. And basically to answer our question, I would say the government lockdown was justified for three weeks once we find the curve. Since then it's been nuts. Ever since then it's been a power grab. Nico, what would you say, man? Lockdown I was think it was stupid the whole time. The whole time? The whole time? Yeah. Fair enough. I think they should have just let us done what we wanted to do. That's fair. That's a good point, though. Because, I mean, didn't you just say, like, 190 million people 
are critics of Adam and like so yeah, that's right. more than half the country. Yeah, yeah. I read predictions as high as two hundred and eighty six million. Which was totally which was a fatality rate. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Still but the with that the projected death toll is upwards of three million. You look at these little businesses, that's what it you know, a big part of America is these little companies, little businesses. Yeah. They're struggling. Uh businesses that are just turning the curve. My sister works for a small company in Michigan called mm-hmm. Roasters. Um and they've been in a very rough situation these past couple of weeks, especially because the Michigan governor, a Michigan governor, um, has been very stringent on lockdowns and shelter-in-place orders, and has had police stopping people that are out for drive, out just driving to the store with their masks to get groceries, um, and question them to make sure that they are doing one of the three or four allowed activities in the state. Um, but it's been very difficult on them. And I know there are a ton of businesses that haven't made it through this. Yeah, some businesses are, are just not coming yeah. back. Some businesses that have been there for years, they're just not big enough to survive, yeah. which is just, really is tragic. That's somebody's career. Yeah, and speaking of businesses not having enough money to financially support themselves, a lot of these protests are turning into riots, and they're also destroying a lot of businesses. Like, yeah, so my, my aunt... Uh, she owns a business downtown. Uh, I promise her I'd give her a shout out. Downtown Pittsburgh. It's downtown Pittsburgh. Her name's Erin uh, Gauntner. Uh, she owns Aaron's Deli, downtown Pittsburgh. It's in the first floor of the K&L Gates building. And, uh, all right, well, this is off topic. Do you guys like pulled pork? Yeah, I love pulled pork. Okay, if anybody watching likes pulled pork, I swear she has the best pulled pork in the city of Pittsburgh. And I'm not just saying that. That's a tall order. That's a good pulled pork. Yes. Yeah. so, like, if you like pulled pork, Aaron's Deli's the place to go. And she got other good sandwiches, too, but was my favorite but anyways when we were talking about her business was of course struggling because she i mean she, i don't even think she was open so that's no money coming from that business she still had bills to pay so like all little businesses especially in pennsylvania she was struggling and she was just starting to open up again in the last two weeks and um all these protests started happening and then uh excuse me they turned into riots uh and that's when her She's like, for those who don't know where Kano Gates building is, it's like right where the mayhem was going on during the riots downtown Pittsburgh. And she's on the first floor, so her her business took a lot of damage. There was uh, windows shattered, uh, cameras were broken, stuff was stolen from it. Um, now, she, she cleaned a lot of it up. She's opening uh, on Monday, which will be June 22nd. Uh, so if you're in Pittsburgh and you're hungry, Aaron's Deli is the place to go. Get some of that uh, pulled pork or whatever uh, sandwich you want. But... Also, um, like I said, there was a lot of damage. She has a GoFundMe. Um, you can just type in Aaron's Deli GoFundMe, or we'll, we'll put up the link. Um, I'll put the link in the it out. So if you guys could donate, really appreciate that, my aunt and I. Yeah. Good to help out little businesses. Yeah. Um, that goes for all the small businesses yeah. that have taken those unnecessary damage that uh, I understand protesting and what happened to George Floyd is inexcusable. Um, but damaging private property of people that are not guilty of anything, uh, I don't think that's an appropriate yeah, response exactly. in any circumstance. And it is a bad time to be a little business in the in the United States in 2020. You know, you know where's a really bad place here. You know where a really bad place to be a little business is. Seattle, Chaz, Chop. Yeah. So it started as Chaz, or the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Uh, has turned into the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. Mm-hmm. It started as the Autonomous Zone because they declared themselves an independent nation um, and said they were no longer a part of the United States of America. There's literally signs on it from the barricades that, that's claimed to be a border of six blocks that says you're now leaving the USA. Yeah, 
That has since changed um, ever since they realized that they could not support their own nation. Um, but they're still... Which is weird because they're very schooled people living in there, so you'd think it would. But... Yeah, but they're, they have come up with a list of demands from the city of Seattle uh, in order to, I guess, re-grant the city control or at least access to that six block radius. Uh, it's a very long list. And I don't think, have you read the list yet? I think I told you a couple of them. You told me a couple of them about uh, defunding yeah. the police. So I'm gonna read the whole list and you're gonna get Matt's first reaction to it. Um, so the first demand, defund the police 100%, including pensions of retired officers. They want to abolish the court system, so no more jury of your peers. They want to abolish prisons. Uh, they want a retrying of all people of color convicted of violent offenses. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to happen without courts or prisons, but, you know, that's its own list. Uh, they want to staff 911 with mental health experts. I'm not sure that how that's going to happen without the police force, because I guess 911 is all emergency response, so I guess that's okay. Uh, they want to establish citywide rent control, or essentially guaranteed housing. Um, they want to ban evictions. They want a socialized medical system. They want immediate citizenship for all illegal aliens. And they want reparations paid by white Americans to African Americans. Okay, well, let's start off with this. I think that Chaz is a great idea because we can see how all those ideas work out and we can see why they fail. And this, this is a really good idea. It's like a test run and it's in Seattle. So nobody really cares, obviously, because I mean, we voted they, the citizens of Seattle voted in Mayor Jenny Durkin, and she has done shit for the city of Seattle. So it's a good experiment, really. That's the best way. It's like science. The best way to figure stuff out is experiment, find out what's wrong, and then do what's right, right? Yeah. So this is actually a good thing. Let's. It's like a test run. Let's see how it goes. Let's watch it fail, which it inevitably, inevitably will be a failure, and uh, be something to read about in history books, I guess. Yeah, going along with how Matt said it will fail inevitably, there's a list of supplies that people in Chaz slap, or at least chop. Put that up on the screen. Yeah, we'll put it up on the screen. Um, the list of things they need are clothes, ice, quote, the good kind. Um, I'll let you use your imagination on what that means. Cigarettes and lighters, lanterns, flashlights, and headlamps, portable <laughs> solar chargers, Gatorade and electrolyte powder, Backpacks and tussle bags, mm -hmm. tents, sleeping bags, pillows, and tarps. Um, if, I was a, bones, if I was a homeless person, Chaz is the place to be. If you're a hardworking local business owner, Chaz is probably not, not the, the place, place to be. be. There's a separate is there's residents in there. There are actual small businesses in there, and you know Mayor Jenny Durkin again. She still hasn't done shit for the country or for for, for the city of Seattle. Yeah. Not the country, Chaz. She's she's helped out Chaz a lot. Her top. Well, it was originally six blocks. Yeah. Three now blocks. I think it's down to three. Three block radius. Mm -hmm. um, along with uh, the list I mentioned previously, they also need body lotion, shoes, bedding, zip ties. I'm not sure what the zip ties are for. Uh, folding chairs. Again, you know, you might want to just sit on your porch while you look at a city crumbling. Uh, laundry bags, personal fans, body wash, disinfectant, and my personal favorite, sunglasses. So that is the complete list as of Thursday, 
of supplies that that's Chop needs. A ridiculous list. I mean, that's necessary stuff. I don't that know why you can't just buy it. Um, but, all right, we're gonna. A lot of those, a, a lot break. of them need. Oh, we're taking a break. A little break from the audio recording. You can still talk for the video. Audio people, we will be back. So a lot of what we're doing, or a lot of what they're doing, is these things need to be resupplied because almost immediately after all of the police force was expelled from that six block radius, there have been a pseudo police force they, that have taken control of the area. They've got a question. They took over the East Precinct, which is the police station in that, in that thing, right? They literally took it over? Yeah. That's a good mayor, though. I mean, it happens to everybody. You know, she's responding well to it, though, right? What? The mayor, Jenny Durkin, she's responding well to this, right? No. Oh. Good job voting her in. <laughs> yeah, but... Okay, audio people, we are back. And we were uh, just talking about how great a mayor uh, Jenny Durkin is of Seattle. Yeah. With how, as, as soon as the police force was expelled from this original six-block radius... Uh, there were heavily armed groups of people that assumed control and essentially set themselves as the quote new police um, So that worked really well. So they're also the vigilantes with guns pretty much and yeah They have gone around to a lot of small businesses and have demanded a fee For the ability to do business in their new nation of Chaz. So the nation's called a no cop co-op Creative name. Yeah, that's, that's a creative well, name. I, I Respect yeah, that, that. That program. Um, so yeah, the police, they're not in that three block radius or whatever. They're not in that three block area. Um, they only, I saw that they only respond to non, or they only respond to violent calls. So um, I was reading an article on Chaz, sorry, Chop, and it said that uh, there was a, a 911 call from there, from one of the residents who lived there, and they said that they saw people, uh, citizens of Chaz, stealing stuff out from their building. So he called 911, the 911 person said that, sorry, we cannot send people, send the police unless it's a violent call. They called again a little bit later, same guy, same person was stealing, police said the same thing. He said the guy who was stealing saw him on the phone, started coming after him, so the dude ran away. So obviously I, I think the no cop co-op, it's a creative name, but I don't think it's a good idea. But like I said, it's an experiment, so it's a good way to see how this fails. It's an experiment, so. The funny thing is, as I mentioned, they're making barricades as uh, borders. They're building walls. They're literally building walls. Because that's not evil anymore. <clears throat> Which is incredibly ironic because uh, this is an assumption, not a fact, but I assume that most of the people that live in the nation chop don't support building a wall at the border. That's just my assumption. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think they do. So I, I'm not calling them hypocrites, but they're acting like hypocrites. You just said, I'm not calling them hypocrites, but they're hypocrites. Yeah, that is a translation. <laughs> as as funny as Chop uh, is, though, there it, it is a serious matter because there's literally people. There are people losing their livelihoods, and there are people being seriously. People hurt. literally took over a part of a major city in the United States, so. and Mayor Jenny Durkin has done shit. And there's there has to be something done about this. Yeah, there needs to be something done. Uh, the police need to go in and reestablish control. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so the problem with the way that police are being framed in today's society is they're framing all police simply by the nature of them being police as evil. Um, the role of a police officer is not necessarily evil. There are evil police officers. Police being bad at their job does exist. Yep. That is an indisputable reality. And the dude killed George Floyd. The man who killed George Floyd was a horrible human, human, human being. Horrible human being. Should mm -hmm. never have been a police officer. Oh, I agree with that. I just don't think. Oh, boys are basic. Granted, that's 
I'm yet That's to meet someone who thinks otherwise. If you know someone who thinks that the man who killed George Floyd was justified, probably a KKK member. Probably also just a bad person. But yeah. anybody good believes that the George Floyd murder was tragic. Yeah. Now getting back to the no cop co-op. That being said, top police are a necessary force yeah. in we'll the community. And top, we'll see that. And so. Uh, I got a tweet from conservative YouTuber uh, Steven Crowder, uh, and the only reason I'm reading this is because he seems to be the voice of reason a lot of the times. He really does. He's very conservative, but he, he had this uh, tweet. I'm going to read it. It says, in my lifetime, I've never witnessed an actual civil war, but when an American city is taken over by lawless criminals with guns, can anyone be surprised when citizens try to take it back also with guns? Turn back now, please. Hashtag Chaz, hashtag talk. Okay, I, I don't think we're gonna see a civil war. I, I hope we don't. I doubt we will. Uh, but I think if this happens in other parts of, this, of, of the country, I doubt it will, but I think if it does, there are gonna be people who, who take it back with guns. I don't think it's, it's not gonna be a civil war, but I think there will, will be, be there will be armed conflict too, especially if people lose access to either their business or say they live in a city like that and they don't want that. Uh, I think the American people are a very proud people, and I don't think they back down easily. So, yeah. and it, like we said, it's it's a hundred percent okay to protest. It's a good it's a good right to have, um, and you know it's necessary, right? Yeah, it's so it's good to protest, not take over six blocks, call it a country, and protest there. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So moving on to more fun topics, um, and brighter news, and brighter news. Sports look like they're coming back, which is great. Because four months without sports, or three months without sports, makes the world kind of lose their minds. Yes. Um, what do you want to start with? Uh, well, we'll start with the bad news. The bad news is the MLB, Major League Baseball, will probably not be coming back for the 2020-2021 season. Uh, that is because the MLBPA, the Players Association, and the owners of the league could not come to agreement on a prorated salary or schedule for the players. Um, offerings, it, or not offerings, but I guess suggested um, compromises were about, I think it was a 50% salary and they play 50% of the games, but then that's taxed and then that is also cut, um, that is also cut in half after taxes, which means players would end up making about 18 to 15% of their salary for 50% of the games, which understandably, yeah. none of them want. Um, okay. now, now, here's a question. Do, does anybody, do any of you guys actually watch baseball? The MLB? I don't, unless I'm at the I game. Don't, I don't watch it. You, you don't watch it? I don't watch it, like, unless I go there. Yeah. yeah. No, when the Pirates are good, <laughs> I, I actually follow the MLB. Like, when, are the, when are the Pirates That's exactly my point. It was like three <laughs> years of my life, so I don't really follow baseball. But Hey, three out of 20 ain't bad. <laughs> Um, so baseball, yeah, most likely not coming back. Uh, NHL, NHL has a really interesting um, plan. Uh, Gary Bettman, the commissioner, said they are sure they are doing this. They don't have a start date, they don't have an end date, they don't know where it's going to happen, but they know they're doing it. So that's I have major props to Gary Bettman. So the COVID Cup is going to be a 2014 bracket with two hub cities, one in the east, one in the west. Uh, the top four teams in each side. We'll get a bye week, and the other eight will play in. Uh, and then it will be a regular round-robin, not round-robin, but a March Madness-style tournament. They're looking at three games a day. 
uh, five game series, which will be very exciting. If a goalie gets hot, it's probably going to be game. Um, but yeah, that'll be exciting. Pittsburgh might be one of the hub cities. It might be Columbus. Oh, that'd be pretty um, I think in Vegas for the West, or maybe Ontario. Or Ontario's in the East, but Toronto in the West. Mm -hmm. I, um, I doubt. I know Pittsburgh's listed, but I doubt we'll get it. I doubt it just because of the fact that we don't have probably don't have enough hotels <coughs> in close proximity. Yeah, I don't know where there people would train. PBG fans, yeah. Right, yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, more good news, the NBA is coming back. Uh, they're starting in Miami on July 31st. 22 teams are going to play eight game, eight more regular season games, mm -hmm. and then they're going to have the playoffs. 22 uh, team playoff format. Okay. Yeah, 22 team playoff, playoff format. Um, it will start July 31st. Start July 31st. Right, so. so that's something that's coming back. Coming back for sure. They already have it set in stone. Players agreed. Owners agreed. They're doing it. Do you guys watch uh, NBA? No. I don't watch NBA, but if it's like the March Madness setup, which it seems like it's going to be, it seems like it might yeah, be exciting to watch. I need a team to bandwagon, so. Yeah. Hey, call your favorite yes. NBA team that we can bandwagon. Nigga, um, you got an NBA? Actually, pick three teams one for Matt, one for me, and one for Nico, and we'll just go with those yeah. teams. Yeah. Like, we'll stay with it. We'll put money on the line, maybe, or like a pizza. Yeah, we'll, we'll make bets. All right, I'm cool. all in. All right. Um, and so I think we finally made it to our the most favorite, important, our favorite, favorite sport, the National Rugby League. Right. You know, if you want to, if you want to say that's the most important one, no, it's not. <laughs> We're talking about yeah, we'll the rugby. Okay, so rugby announced May twenty eighth restart with a twenty round competition and grand final to be played on October twenty fifth. So that's so the rugby's already back. back. Yeah, they, they, rugby, rugby stuff, man. Rugby's already going back. Corona doesn't scare them. They know about the point of. They know about the point five uh, fatality rate. They're not scared. <laughs> They're young and healthy gentlemen. Yeah, I'm all in for that. Yeah. Golf's already back. Golf's back. Uh, the Olympics were postponed until next year, right? That yeah, that actually sucks for the people who made it. Does it. suck. Um, MLS. Just kidding. Soccer. Soccer's back, right? Who cares? Uh, the NFL. <laughs> uh, the NFL's. What about the NFL? You got on uh, yeah, the NFL plans to start the season regularly as scheduled. Players will report to camp July 28. This information is from the McAfee and Hawk Show, McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. Um, stadiums are expected to begin at 25% capacity, and they plan to increase that percentage as the season goes on, if all goes according to plan. They're starting to see a rapid spike in coronavirus cases. Are they starting, um, like, season, uh, are they starting week one to, like, 25% capacity, you know? I think it's week one. I think preseason, I think they're talking about two preseason games okay. instead of four. So we still have fans, that's good. Uh, the Hall of Fame game, as of right now, will be no fans if it's played at all. It yeah. might be canceled because everyone hates the Hall of Fame game because yeah. it's played by four stringers that aren't going to make the team. Right. It's played by the Steelers, so it might be good to see. It is Steelers-Cowboys, so it is the greatest, It'll be good to see the greatest matchup of all time. But um, The saddest part is our starting quarterback from last year will probably be starting in that game. Yeah, they were our starters last year. Rudolph and uh, Rudolph and Duck. Duck. Yeah. We follow on Twitter, America's Sweethearts Podcast on Twitter. We follow uh, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and Duck Hodges. Uh, so we are very the big numerous. three. The big three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, America's Sweethearts Podcast on us, all socials, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we have a website. We'll put that link up. We'll put the link in the description to our website. Check us out. Email us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, it's our first podcast, our first episode, as we mentioned. So, so yeah, clearly we, we will have, get better. Clearly, we have no idea what we're doing. But if you stick with us, maybe we'll get better. We, 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 have, we, we plan to have people on, interview them, which will be yeah, it should be a good time. A lot more interesting. Talk about right. some controversial stuff. So we were all football players in high school. Nico still is. Um, so we like to talk about football. So that's good. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's a lot of what we're gonna talk about. That, yeah, that's our favorite sport. Um, so 
Matt had the great idea of the top 10 quarterbacks that we have seen play. So no Terry Bradshaw, no Joe Montana, no Steve Young. Uh, none of the legends that we heard about from before our time, but the, no, the only there are a fair amount of legends from our time too. So the the only reason we're doing this is because uh, there's literally no sports going on right now. Yeah, so we, we're stuck to ranking stuff, but I'm okay with that. We're just gonna judge so, other people. Do you want to start with honorable mention? Uh, yeah, or you start. Do you, you want to do it with your list we'll, first? No, we'll go. How about we'll go around the table, or like we'll go around the room and we'll we'll do. We have Nika make a list too. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Alright, cool. So we'll um we'll, yeah, we'll go around the table. You start with your honorable mentions. Alright, my honorable mentions, uh Tony Romo, uh, very established quarterback. Uh the only reason he didn't make the list is that Super Bowl ring means a lot to me. Uh, I think that's very important for a quarterback to establish himself. Um another honorable mention is Russell Wilson. I feel like he made a lot of people's lists. Um but yeah, I don't, yeah. How, I don't know how you didn't have Russell Wilson on there. Yeah, well, but it's your list. It is my list. I was very close to putting him at 10. Um, he has Super Bowl reign, um, but I feel like he's been around very good teams, and for most of his career, he's had a very good offensive team and a very good defensive team, and I think one ring is probably not that one ring is easy, mm-hmm. but I feel like those teams had more, no, super, more Super Bowls in them. Um, yeah, so you you all was on honorable mention. I got I got him in my top ten. Uh, yeah. For honorable mention, I got I didn't put Matt Ryan on the list. He was originally on it. I didn't put Stafford on the list, but he was close. And Andrew Luck, he, I mean, yeah. he was awesome, but he didn't play long enough in my opinion. My last honorable mention was Michael Vick because he's a human cheat code. Yeah. Um, but Nico, here you go. You got honorable mentions, or you want to start off with ten? Um, I'll start off with my ten and uh, Cam Newton. All right, yeah. Ten. Cam Newton. I can agree with that. He's not on my list. Really? Not at all. Not even honorable mention. Not even honorable mention. I probably should have put him on honorable mention, but if I'm being totally honest, I completely forgot about him. I got Cam at number nine, so he was yeah. he was close. Um, and here, I, I mean, he was he was probably the best mobile quarterback I've seen behind Lamar Jackson. Granted, Jackson, he's only played two years, started one. So Jackson might be on the list in the future, but right now I got Cam. It was a, that 2015 year you had where he's the MVP, and he went to the NFC Championship. There's a knock on him because you guys remember Super Bowl 50 where Von Miller forced a fumble. Yeah, he, he didn't die for it. Yeah. I'm not going to let that take away from everything else in his career. He was a first-team All-Pro. He was Rookie of the Year 2011. And he, his rookie year, he had 14 rushing touchdowns. And to put that in perspective, it's a rushing record. Quarterback. Lamar Jackson last year, unanimous MVP. Great, great, maybe one of the greatest rushing quarterbacks ever. He had seven last year, seven yeah. Still really good, but Lamar Jack or but Cam Newton's fourteen is incredible. Yeah. Newton had eight seasons with over three thousand passing yards, which is good for a mobile quarterback, and five seasons of over five hundred rushing yards, which is yeah, that's very good. good. Uh, uh my, my number ten is Matt Ryan. <clears throat> uh perennial pro bowler, uh fifty one thousand total yards passing, uh three hundred and twenty total touchdowns passing. He's been the MVP of the league. Uh, he won a Super Bowl and then almost <laughs> and then immediately lost that same See, Super Bowl. Um, if you very won, similar to Cam Newton. Actually. If you won the Super Bowl, I'd probably have him on my list. Yeah. Um, but the thing that, about Matt Ryan is he's been around subpar teams. Um, he's had one consistent receiver, which not many can say. Julio Jones has been phenomenal for him. But year in and year out, he's usually within the 4,000 to 5,000 yards passing, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot to say. For a quarterback, 
Um, and I saw a crazy stat that the year he won MVP, he had about, I think it was what, 50, 5,000 yards? 5,050 yards. Not 5,000, but it was close. It was very, it was very close 5, to 5,000. It still very impressive. Yeah, it was very close to 5,000 yards. And then two years later, he threw for actually almost 100 more yards, but <laughs> didn't have a single MVP vote. Um, so he threw for almost 5,000 yards again, 20 plus touchdowns in a season, and no one looked at him because the team wasn't winning, their defense was bad. Um, I mean, Ryan, Ryan says are I, I put him on there because he's, he's a very quiet, consistent yeah. quarterback. My, now, my number 10, I had Newton at number nine. My number 10 was Eli. Eli, Eli Manning, yeah. And he, he, at first, he wasn't on the list. I had Matt Ryan over him. I had Matt Ryan won the Super Bowl, I'd probably put Ryan over him. Mm-hmm. But Eli has two Super Bowls. In my opinion, Super Bowls are the most important thing. By quarterback, you could give credit to defense to you know some of Manny's success, but two but, rings, but he was also a two-time Super Bowl MVP. So yeah, he also ranks seventh all-time in career passing yards. Yeah, the only knock on him is this is weird. He has a 500 career record. He has 116 wins and 116 losses in the regular season. Yeah, that's so, that's crazy. He's, he's a very awesome average quarterback. He's an incredibly, incredibly, a great. Average quarterback. But, I mean, he beat the 17, or what was it that? Sorry. He beat Randy Moss and Tom 18 Brady. 18-0 on the yeah. feet of Patriots. He's the reason Tom Brady and the Patriots don't have eight rings, so he deserves to be on the list. Yeah. He's, my, he's my number nine. You, you, you have my nine? All right. Uh, my number nine is Aaron Rodgers. Really? You got him down at number nine. You must have watched some damn good quarterbacks. <laughs> Who are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a lot. People. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna get to Aaron Rodgers we'll because I'm not gonna disrespect him and put him at number nine. Sorry, Nico. Nico, that just means your list. You're you're done with your list. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Nico at number nine. Number nine. Did you say it? Okay. Uh, you got eight. Eight. I have Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I have him at eight because he hasn't been in the league for very long. Yeah. That being said, he's on the list because he has a Super Bowl championship, a Super Bowl MVP. Over 9,500 yards, 76 touchdowns. He's a two-time Pro Bowler, and he's only started 31 games. Also NFL MVP. Also, yeah, he also has an NFL MVP. Yeah, I missed that. I and two years starting. He started for two years. That's yeah. I got him on my list a little high. I think he's going to be a very, very dominant quarterback. He'll move up on on the list too as the years come on. Oh, I would expect him to finish probably two or three. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, for my eight, I got Philip Rivers. Consistent guy. Uh, he's actually six all time in passing yards. Yeah. That's he's ahead of Ben and uh, Eli, who's in his um, in the same draft class, two thousand four. Very similar to Matt Ryan. Yeah, he's quietly quiet. good. Um, he, he, okay, here's a cool stat. He led the NFL in passer rating, touchdown passes, yards passing, and um, at least one all at least once in his career, as well as completion percentage. Has yeah. he ever made a Super Bowl? No, he hasn't. Because Tom Brady, Big Benner. Yeah, he's in a rough division in his conference. Here's a cool stat, too. Uh, one game, he uh, he broke the record. No one understands because of Drew Reason. He broke the record. He threw 29 passes and completed 28 of them for a 96.55 completion percentage. Of course, Drew Reason just had to throw one more pass. And Brees is the most more. accurate quarterback in the NFL. He, also, he doesn't throw the one more than 10 yards. Brees? Yeah, you can say yeah. that. Yeah. I that. All right, here you have it. Nico, who's your eight? Um, my eight is Roethlisberger. Okay, we're just not going to talk about that. <laughs> Jeez, Nico, where do you go? Where do you go, Wilson? 
I have Wilson at five. Okay, I respect that. Okay. Uh, we'll go on seven. On seven. seven, I got Mahomes for the same reason. Um, I actually had him higher, but I don't want to have recency bias. Yeah. He'll move up in the years coming. Who you got? Uh, my number seven is actually Kurt Warner. Wow. Uh, Kurt Warner, yeah, he's undrafted. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's when got a championship. When did I watch him? When I was younger. Yeah, I never watched Kurt Warner. I started my first year watching football. Was he played, I forget what year he was drafted, but he played until I think 2010. He wasn't drafted. He was uh yeah, he was undrafted. Yeah, he was bagging groceries. I think 98, 99. Yeah. Nico, you're a researcher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Kurt Warner was yeah. Uh, what, what put so him Warner. on my list is basically uh, his drive in the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 43. Um, just move the ball down the field like clockwork. Eventually, it ended with a 40-yard touchdown pass to, to Larry Fitzgerald with less than two minutes left in the Super Bowl. Uh, that would have been his second ring and probably his second MVP. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think Fitz um, said MVP, but Warren was involved that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, very fortunately for all of us, uh, Ben Roethlisberger did the same thing. Just right down the other way. Santonio Holmes, deserving of that MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl 43. Yeah, great Super Bowl to watch. My favorite Super Bowl of all time. Warner was the greatest, uh, well, not greatest, but he was they, he was called the greatest show on turf, him and his offense. Yes, they were they incredible were very, very in the 90s, kind of early, early 2000s to late 90s. Yeah, I didn't watch that you know, that time period, obviously, but from what from what I've seen, he was yeah, incredible. He was very Look at his stats, he was incredible. Very 32,000 yards, 200 touchdowns, four time Pro Bowl. He's your six? He's two-time league MVP. He's my seven. He's your seven? Yeah. Here you go. Did you say you're seven? No, no, no. Oh, God. Who's it? Peter Manning? Oh, boy. Here we go. Tom Brady? It's Andrew Luck. Okay. Oh, okay. Respectable. <clears throat> I wouldn't put him above some of the other ones. But I wouldn't put him above Rodgers. <laughs> I wouldn't put him above Aaron Rodgers, but okay. Andrew Luck's respectable. We're going to put in a vote in YouTube, so vote who's this is the best once, like, once we're done. Yeah, we'll vote unless you agree with us. Yeah. So, Nico might have this beat. All right, here if we, you vote for Nico's list, you might as well stop watching. <laughs> All right, number six, you have one. Sorry, we, we number, have one that? Number six, I have Drew Brees. Drew Brees? Yeah. Okay. Just because he, he's got a ring, he's got a Super Bowl MVP. He holds just about every regular season record you could have as a quarterback. Um, 13-time Pro Bowler. He's got the record for yards, record for touchdown passes in the regular season. He holds every single record for pretty much everyone. Quarterback. The only reason he's down at six is because he has a tendency to throw interceptions late in the game, uh, especially in the playoffs or late in the season, uh, when it tends to matter more. Uh, that's why I have him down at six. But great quarterback, very consistent quarterback. So I got so I got number six. I got Russell Wilson. And honestly, I think it's great. He'll, he'll probably move up to top five, and he's very close to it. Yeah. Uh, but Wilson, great scam, scrambler. Like we said, he already has a super ring. A lot of people give that to credit the Legion of Boom for that, and his defense was excellent. And now you look at the later parts of his career, he, he's, he is carrying his team. You know, he had great teams in the beginning. He's basically carrying his team. Colin Coward made the argument several years in a row that he's the MVP because he's most valuable for his Colin team. Colin Coward loves Russell Wilson. Yeah, great. I mean, Wilson's Rightfully so. He's a great quarterback. Because he's like, he's mobile, but he doesn't run like he's mobile. He, he's, a, he's a good pocket passer. He makes plays. He's a perennial, perennial pro bowler. He's, I don't know, he might, he might be top five. Might be. You know, who had, the, who had the most rushing yards as a quarterback this year? One more time. Yeah. Who's, who's the second most? Was it? 
Who was it? I have no idea. It wasn't Russell Wilson. Who was it? Gardner Minshew. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. I, honestly, I would think it was uh, the Bills quarterback. Josh Allen? Yeah. It might have. Actually, I think this, that stat was off the scramble. Okay. So Josh Allen actually has quarterback draws built in. No, Wilson, Wilson's a lot like, uh, he's a lot like Mahomes. Not as talented, but he's a great he's, leader. He's a lot he's, smaller. He's extremely talented. He's a great leader. He's great. Yeah. He's a great thrower of the ball. He's got a great touch. Um, Nigga, he's, he's small. Nigga, who got six? Um, Carter Minshew? My six is Lamar Jackson. Best quarterback you've ever seen? This is the best best quarterback you've ever not, seen? It's not of this year, Nico. Nico's got a lot of reasons. Did you think it was this year? Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Luck didn't even play. You're trying to play it off. Andrew Luck didn't even play this year. Okay, so that's Nico's take. All right, right. what number are we on? Five? Yeah, five. All right, top five. Top five quarterbacks that we have seen play. Start off with Nico and get it out of the way. Nico, what you got? Wilson. Russell Wilson? All right, I respect that. Respect him. Did you have him him in front of Ben? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I I can see that. Maybe not yet. Ben's very underrated, but we'll get to that. What do you you got? My number five is Aaron Rodgers. Um, One of the best arm talents of all time. Um, Hasn't had great teams around him at all, or not at all, but throughout his career. Um, He did have some good teams. He's got a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. He's a two-time league MVP. He's got 360-plus touchdowns, almost 50,000 yards, consistent pro bowler. Um, and he puts footballs in places at angles that shouldn't be humanly possible, but he makes those throws. Uh, very similarly to his predecessor. Um, Favre. He's more accurate than Favre, though. So he's oh, he's way more accurate. He's basically Favre, but more accurate, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, five, I got, I think, our, yeah, our five and uh, four switch. I got yeah. five, Big Ben, I got four at Rodgers. Yeah, I got Ben four. We talk about Ben. Mainly because Ben got another Super Bowl ring, um, almost 10,000 more yards. Um, yeah. And he's my hometown guy, so I'm very biased. So that's, See, I don't recall what it is. I'm biased. Rodgers, he, he made a 2010 All-Decade team. He might be the most talented Rodgers. He might be the most talented quarterback on this list, you know. Uh, Mahomes might be going hard, yeah, but that's surface. right now. He's a, I mean, he's the king of Hail Marys, which is it's not an easy pass. It's not an easy title, yeah. So, I mean, two-time MVP, you mentioned, three-time NFL pro. Ben, I had Ben below him at number five. Two Super Bowls, played like shit in the one Super Bowl, but I'm not going to take that away from him. You know, Ben, uh, he passed for 5,000 yards. People forget this. He passed for 5,000 yards two years ago. The year Mahomes won uh, NFL MVP, Ben had more passing yards than him. But Mahomes had 50 touchdowns. He did have 50 touchdowns. I'm not saying he should have been MVP. I'm just saying it's kind of crazy. Ben Stewart didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but you can't put that on the quarterback. You know? No, you can. When, you're, when you have Artie Burns starting in the you know, second year. He was never. He wasn't good. No, he wasn't good. Nico, did you say Not that he wasn't good. He was a very good athlete, very good football player. He wasn't NFL quality good. No. We, Ron, as not professional <clears throat> athletes, can't say NFL athletes aren't good. He, was, he wasn't good. I'm not that great of an athlete, but he wasn't a good athlete. For, well, he, he wasn't a good football He wasn't player. an NFL quality. Probably not even college. Um, Nico, is he not a rusher? I don't care. Uh, my fourth quarterback was Drew Brees. All right, that's respectable. <coughs> I respect it. All right, who got a three? Uh, I got three. Yeah, I got Drew Brees at three. Uh, okay, here's a crazy stat. 12 seasons with 5,000 or more passing yards. Yeah. From, not, not from him. There's 12 seasons. Uh, with 5,000 more passing yards from any 
you know, from all seasons in the NFL, right? Yeah. Uh, and Brees holds five of the seasons. Really? Yes. That's cool. By almost half of the damn season. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's a five-time All-Pro quarterback, uh, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, and like you mentioned, he's a... Uh, well, I think I said he's deadly accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And he holds every NFL quarterback record. Him and Brady will be going head to head next year for the for the records. In the same division, that's going to be Yeah, that's going to be really fun. But yeah, he's my number three. What about yours, Nico? My number three was Brady. You put Brady at three? Yeah. Interesting. I'm very curious to see who's at one. It's <laughs> Wait, definitely. Number, yeah, num- okay. Well, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to guess one and two. Number one is definitely Peyton Manning. Yeah, two. Uh, number two, two. I don't even know who. Probably said somebody we didn't say. Is is have we said number? Have we said Mahomes? Two? Yeah, we said. Oh, he definitely put Mahomes. He put Mahomes number two. He put Mahomes at number one. And Manning at number two. <laughs> oh, dude, he did. We'll get there. there. All right, All right. We'll get there. My number three is Brett Favre. Um, Why? Favre. Again, biased. I'm very biased. Yeah. I'm a huge Brett Favre fan. I always was growing up. Um, He's got a championship ring. He's a three-time MVP, back-to-back-to-back. First time that's ever been done. Uh, 72,000 passing yards, 508 touchdowns. He did throw a lot of interceptions. Um, But again, he was... I liked his style. I liked the way he just had that supreme confidence that just he's going to make every play. And a lot of times it didn't work, but that didn't really phase him. He's just like, cool, I messed up. I'm going to go, and I might do the same thing again, but this time it's going to work. Um, I, I never watched um, Favre, but if you saw him, like, yeah, you definitely he was a phenomenal quarterback. All right, we are going to take a break for the audio listeners. So, Nico, you can start talking because the audio listeners do not need to hear that. All right, who's yeah. your favorite NFL player? Off yeah. topic, real fast. Off topic, real fast. Time out. Set this. Favorite player of all time in any position? Um. I think, I think Ben is my favorite. All right, and he was on your list too. Yeah. All right, audio listeners, welcome back. We just asked Nico a little time out. We just asked him what his favorite NFL player was. Uh, based he said Big Ben. Understandable. Respectable. Oh, time hero. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, let's resume. All right. So what are we at two? Or on so two? Oh, before we do this, Nico. Yeah. Is it Mahomes or Payton? It's Mahomes or Payton or the two. I said Mahomes. You say I said you put Mahomes at one. Matt said you put Manning at one. You're off the show if you say Payton Manning at number two. Who's number two? <laughs> Who's number two? Who's number two? Who's number two, Nico? It's Payton Manning. Oh, Peyton Manning's number two. Ha- do you not watch it, football? I do watch football. Okay, well, Nick, let me explain. Yeah, explain. Let please explain. Please explain. Look at how athletic Mahomes is compared to Peyton Manning. And how much more of a better athlete he is. But we're not even top ten quarterback athletes, we're even top ten quarterbacks. Hey, if he's if he wants to say athlete, dude, Mahomes is the dumb. Mahomes is two years. He's only two years in the league. That could be using that could be used for him and against him. So look at everything he can do. He is he's the most he might be the most physically gifted quarterback. If you're going by that standard, you should have Aaron Rodgers at number two or number one. You should have Mike Vick on there. Yeah, if you're going to that. I don't know. I never watched Mike Vick. That's true. You just, dude, you just made me so mad. But it's okay. But he can make any throw. Hey, one thing that is true is uh, Nico and I is number two matched. I also put Peyton Manning at number two. I, did, yeah, I think Matt did too. Hey, too. Everybody, we're in unanimous. Peyton Manning, second best quarterback we've ever seen. Okay, uh, here's here's some crazy. Five MVP awards. Yeah. Five insane. MVP awards. Uh, he. 
you know, he he when he retired, he held the passing record for a quarterback in career touchdown and record. a touchdown record for a quarterback in career. Um, he also he also 2013. That's the year I just fell in love with the Denver Broncos for a while for as a bandwagon. Yeah. Still was I think they won 88 that year, so it was okay. But uh, Peyton, remember the first game, uh, week one against the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who just won Super Bowl. I hated the Ravens, of course. He threw seven touchdown passes, which is tied for an NFL record. He threw seven. Seven in one game. Dang. Yeah, and then the entire season, I followed, I followed the Broncos hardcore. 2013, he, he threw 55 touchdown passes. That's a record. Yeah. And he threw over 5,000 yards, which is still the NFL record for single season passing yards. Yeah. 2013. And the cool thing about Peyton Manning is he broke the NFL single season touchdown record twice. 49 and... And then I, he broke his own record. I don't even know four. It got broken by Brady with 15 of seven. Um, and then, are you talking about yards or touchdown passes? I think Mon- I think Marino had fifty. Marino had forty-eight and eighty-four. Uh, gotcha. Uh, I, th- I believe it was oh four. Was Peyton Manning had 49. forty-nine. Yeah. Brady oh seven had fifty, and then Peyton was out of nowhere fifty-five. Yeah. Mahomes threw fifty last year. I don't think fifty-five will ever be beaten. I do just because because of the league we're in. That's Mahomes. almost four a game. Oh, it's it's absolutely insane. But you know how Mahomes is. Like, Nico's getting all mad. He's like, don't disrespect my man. He's like, you'd have to throw four touchdown passes in eight games and three touchdown passes in the other eight games. It, it's crazy. I could not I could not believe when. Did they have a running back? C.J. Anderson. I believe, oh. I believe it was C.J. Anderson. It was either Anderson or Marino. Big fella. Yeah. And I guess we all know who number one is. We're all yeah, number one, unanimous, except unanimous among everybody except for Nico. I'm pretty sure everyone in the world. Dude, even John Ham had Brady in number one. Yeah. He's not even real. He's a he's cardboard a cut cutout, and even he picked Brady. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. The man's got six Super Bowl rings. Yeah. He's been to the Super Bowl nine times. He's a four time MVP of the Super Bowl. We don't Bowl. even have to get to his other awards. I we will. Six rings, dude. Was it four Super Bowl MVPs? Four Super Bowl MVPs. Three league MVPs. He had nine appearances in the Super Bowl. Nine Super Bowl appearances. That's more than you've watched. That's more Super Bowls than you've watched. 86,000 yards, 614 touchdowns, <coughs> including the playoffs. Uh, again, Drew Brees holds the regular season record, but with the playoffs, 86,000 yards, 58 game-winning drives, 17 out of twenty or out of 19 division titles. I don't think this is disputable. Here, here's the thing about Brady. If, if, now, Brady's number one, and he should be. He's not the most talented. He's not a system quarterback either, but he's not the most talented. Rodgers is way more talented. Breeze is. Uh, Mahomes, all them. But, you know, six rings, like you said. The only knock I have on him is the only way he would not be on this list if he actually cheated, like legitimately cheated. Yeah. Like Spygate was 100% real, then he's not on my – he's not number one. Yeah. But if, assuming he didn't cheat, yeah, he did whatever. Some proves that the balls weren't deflated. I feel like everybody deflated them. And I, no, know. they didn't. It's just how the temperature changes the air pressure once you go from a hot place to a cold place. So what are you saying? That doesn't make sense. Air hot air expands more than cold. So air. Saying so it wasn't breaking. So when when the when no. the, if the ball is full in the locker room and say seventy degrees in the locker room. Uh, the ball goes out into a ten degree weather. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna contract a little bit because the air inside is gonna. The pressure from the cold is gonna bring the air closer. So, so the ball's gonna. So you're saying Brady didn't cheat, right? Yeah, he's, he's saying Brady didn't yeah, cheat. Which I, is which? Having brought that up, that is very real possible. There's a couple years I really thought he cheated, like last year. <laughs> well, well I mean, everyone loves. Yeah, it's it's hard, and I've been. Every, most people in Pittsburgh are guilty of this. I've hated Tom Brady for a long time because he's yeah. consistently beaten my Steelers. Yeah. 
Um, and, and so I feel like it's almost sacrilegious as a Steelers fan to put him at number one. But uh, think about it. He's, he's kind of good. 2020. He's not Tom Brady on the Patriots. He's Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting quarterback. I Tom think Brady. we all hated Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, we just took it out on Brady. And Tommy Mahomes ain't the best. If we're going to go by one single play. I can make that throw. Yeah. I'm kidding. I can never make that throw. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Brady broke the. He showed us a video of Mahomes throwing across his body, running to the left, throwing to the right. We'll put that up again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Brady broke the hearts of all Patriots fans this year, so he's on my good side. I'm, I'm rooting for Brady this year. Not to, not I to want him to do well. He seems like a, yeah, since he's off the Patriots now, he seems like a good dude. He I broke all the Patriots fans' hearts. Yeah. He's, he's on my good side. I like him. He's in a whole other conference. Yeah. Good for him. So, we're looking to do more of these. Probably we're looking at once a week um, to put these out. What, rankings or podcasts? Or podcasts. Okay. We'll have more rankings. If you more want rankings. us to do certain rankings... Uh, comment below, go to americansweetheartspodcast.com, uh, send us an email, contact us, americansweetheartspodcast at gmail.com. If you watched this far, thank you. If you made it this far, shout out to you. You're an incredible person. Um, oh, and please vote on the list. He's the best. Yeah, please vote on his list. is the best. And